Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Just after 6am that morning, Leela got a call from Babis' phone, but on the other end she couldn't make out what he was saying. It was a garbled panic. Leela woke her husband up and the two headed outside to go round to the house, but before they got there, they heard the sound of sirens and saw police cars racing round the corner and stopping outside of the house. What officers came across was chilling. This is Red Rum. Stories about the true victims of crime. Episode 60, Caroline Crouch. Caroline Crouch was born in Greece to her father, David, originally from Liverpool, and her mother, Susan, who was born in the Philippines. She also had a sister who she spent her childhood and teenage years growing close to. The family moved to the small, idyllic island of Alonisos when Caroline was still a young baby. The island was the perfect place for Caroline to learn swimming and explore after her school days were over, and she grew up, described by the people who knew her, as extremely charismatic, always positive and generally a kind, open person. During her high school years, around 15 years of age, Caroline had decided to go to a candlelight parade to mark Good Friday. Whilst there, she struck up a conversation with 28-year-old Babis Agnostopoulos. So he is a full adult and she is still in school. But Caroline was immediately impressed by Babis's good looks and the fact that he was a commercial pilot. She also quickly learnt that Babis was only in that area of the island as part of a holiday vacation. He was staying at his parents' holiday home. Although, in some kind of poetic way, Babis's mother actually worked at Caroline's high school. Babis spent the next few weeks and months wooing Caroline. Reportedly, he even flew over her school one day to impress her. By the time Caroline was 17, and the pair had been dating for around a year and a half, Babis got down on one knee and proposed to her. At this point, Babis was 30 years old, but the age difference didn't matter to them. Just a few months later, once Caroline had turned 18, the two travelled to the Argave in Portugal and got married. The newly married couple moved to Athens and pretty quickly got pregnant, but just three months later... Caroline lost the baby. She and Babis were devastated and the next few months put a strain on their new marriage. But they stuck together and by all accounts, to the outside eye, they looked as though they were supporting each other in a way that just made them stronger and stronger. Their social media posts supported this and even through the heartbreak that came along with losing their first child, Caroline and Babis were able to continue to work on their marriage and soon, Caroline became pregnant again. Caroline gave birth to a baby girl that she called Lydia. The next year would see Babis continue working as a commercial pilot and Caroline would juggle studying at university and raising Lydia. The couple had four cats to look after and also decided to adopt a husky puppy that they called Roxy. Even though both Babis and Lydia were juggling so much, 
They were an incredibly social couple, and in June 2019, Lydia struck up a friendship with her next-door neighbour, Leela. The pair became close quickly, and it wasn't long before they would see each other almost every single day. Caroline was also extremely close to her mother, Susan, and the two would talk often. When Caroline had spoken to her about plans to build a dream home sometime in the future, Susan gifted Caroline and Babis around €50,000 to help them get started. Some of this money was gifted in actual cash money, which they kept hidden in the family home. It's quite normal in Greece for large amounts of money or valuables to be kept in the house, so this wasn't unusual. On the 5th of May 2021, Babis found a plot of land he thought would be perfect to build their dream home on, and so he put in an offer that was accepted. This was the first step in their new journey, to create the most wonderful life for their baby and the rest of their lives. Just six days later, in the early hours of the 11th of May 2021, Leela was woken up by the terrible sound of the neighbour's dog Roxy crying. Roxy was only a puppy and was living with four cats, so Leela assumed it may be something to do with that. Just after 6am that morning, Leela got a call from Babis's phone, but on the other end, she couldn't make out what he was saying. It was a garbled panic. Leela woke her husband up and the two headed outside to go round to Babis and Caroline's house. But before they got there, they heard the sound of sirens and saw police cars racing round the corner and stopping outside of the house. What officers came across was chilling. The family dog Roxy, who had been heard crying at around 4am that morning, was tied by her lead to the banister leading up the stairs and had been hanged. Babis told the investigating team that there were three men who broke into the house brandishing guns. They demanded to know where their money was hidden. Babis didn't hesitate. His infant daughter was in the house and he needed to protect his wife. He told the three intruders, who he described as being foreign, exactly where to find the money, hidden in a monopoly box inside the house. But Caroline tried to stop the men. She launched herself at one of the intruders and there was an immediate struggle. That's when Babis was taken up, tied and blindfolded. The intruders wrapped his mouth, neck and head with duct tape. Although he couldn't see anything, he could hear Caroline's cries for help. But it wasn't long before they stopped. The intruders left and the house fell silent. Eventually, Babis had managed to loosen his ties enough to wiggle his phone out of his pocket and then he used his nose to dial emergency services. He also called his neighbour, Leela, but for both phone calls, he still had the duct tape wrapped tightly around his mouth, so all Leela could hear were muffled sounds on the other end of the phone. When the police arrived at the house, they had to untie Babis properly and remove the duct tape from the rest of his face. And that's when they also found baby Lydia. Fortunately, she was alive, but she was lying next to Caroline, who had been tortured and then killed. The media dubbed the murder as robbery gone wrong, especially after the reports of over £20,000 worth of jewellery and a large amount of cash had been stolen. It was thought that someone had been tipped off about the cash that the family kept in the house. The investigation progressed, with the team looking into some local gangs that fit under Babis's description of the fact the three men were foreign. He determined, through a police-aided listening test, that the language he heard the men speak was most likely Albanian. 
He was then presented with over 150 photographs of men, and he was able to whittle the photos in front of him down to just 10. Of those 10 men, police looked into their criminal backgrounds and tried to identify any kinds of ties or similar crimes that had been committed that might help link these men to the burglary of Babis and Caroline's house and, ultimately, the murder. It wasn't long before police narrowed in on one of the men who had links with another criminal who had, three years earlier, burgled Babis's flight instructor. They thought there could be a potential link where the victims of the crimes were in the aviation industry or had some kind of connection to piloting. That first victim said, quote, They are not afraid of anything. They are brutal and use their strength against women because they consider them weaker. Authorities also focused in on a 43-year-old Georgian man who was trying to leave the country on a false passport. He had a number of previous run-ins with the law, including a string of robberies right there in Athens. One of the burglaries he'd committed was only four days before the murder and just a few miles away from Babis and Caroline's house. And he tied up two of the owners of the house who were elderly pensioners and then robbed the house before fleeing. There were definitely similarities here. But... Caroline's family and friends were completely shocked when the man's DNA wasn't linked to the crime scene and he was released without charge. In fact, what investigators found in terms of DNA evidence at the crime scene was confusing. Caroline had fought with her attackers, so it was expected that the DNA evidence taken from underneath her fingernails would give officers a significant lead in either matching to someone who was already on file or at least having a DNA profile to compare future suspects to. But the fingernail evidence was inconclusive. Essentially, there was no foreign DNA found. This wasn't the case just underneath Caroline's fingernails, but officers couldn't find any trace of foreign DNA anywhere in the house at all. They also came across a CCTV camera that had been installed for the purpose of protecting the house and the family inside. But strangely... The memory card from that camera had been removed, presumably by the burglars to prevent any kind of identifying information. Thankfully, there was CCTV footage from the street heading away from the house, and that showed a motorbike and a car speeding away in the early hours of the morning. Babis realised that the timing lined up pretty well with the intruders and when they would have left the house. And so, police had this as a lead. However, it soon became clear that the crime scene itself raised more questions than it did answers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Even though a small window downstairs had been removed, it wasn't smashed or damaged in any way. It was a carefully executed job and there were no signs of other forced entry. As for the security camera memory card that was taken, officers couldn't make sense of why the burglars wouldn't just take the whole camera. It seemed like too slow and detailed a move for three men who were just trying to get in, get the money and leave as soon as possible. Whilst searching the house, the investigating team came across Caroline's diary. They didn't know it straight away, 
but the diary was very telling in terms of what her life was like behind the scenes. One entry spoke of her want to leave her husband, but ultimately her deciding to stay because she fell pregnant with their daughter. Another outlined a time that he'd broken the door and that she'd hit him. She goes on to say how unhappy she is and that she wanted to leave him, but couldn't. It also became clear that Caroline was studying at university, but had started to withdraw more and more over the months prior to her death. It also became clear that Caroline was studying at university, but had started to withdraw more and more, and over the months prior to her death, she was rarely going to class. Just over five weeks after the murder, police arrived at Caroline's memorial service, and they told Babis that they needed him to come to Athens immediately. They had found the man who'd killed his wife and they needed him to identify the suspect. There's video footage of moments after Babis is told this. He's hugging Caroline's mother, Susan, comforting her and telling her they need to go to Athens immediately. But when Babis arrived at the police station, he was arrested on suspicion of murder. The real events, as presented by the prosecution, were that Babis and Caroline had had an argument about Caroline wanting to leave and take Lydia with her. The conversation went on to general custody of Lydia, and Caroline's phone records show that she'd searched for a hotel that night, presumably intending to leave the house as soon as she possibly could. At around 1am, Babis took the memory card out of the security camera, an action that clearly shows he was planning to do something he didn't want anyone to see. Next, Babis took the small basement window out from its frame so it would appear as though the burglars had broken in this way. At just after 4am, he went to his wife in bed and killed her. Her fitness watch showed that her heart rate spiked at exactly 4.05am and between 6 to 11 minutes later, it slowed and then completely flatlined. Babis's phone was in his pocket whilst he was doing the crime scene cleanup, staging certain elements of it. The next couple of hours show a lot of movement from Babis and it became clear that before calling the police and his neighbour Leela, he killed the dog Roxy to stop it from barking and crying. He drowned the dog and then used its own lead to hang it from the banister. Babis said that he decided to kill the dog because he thought it would push suspicion away from him. People wouldn't believe that he would kill the dog so they'd continue to believe his innocence. He then went to get his daughter Lydia He took her out of her room and brought her to Caroline, where he placed the young child on her dead mother's body. Babis then left the room and tied himself up before calling police and waiting for them to come and untie him. After the evidence was presented to him, Babis felt he had no choice but to confess. However, he told the officers that he hadn't planned the murder and he didn't mean to hurt Caroline. He had snapped in a moment of rage. Babis said that he and Caroline were arguing that night and Caroline told him to get out of their bedroom. She then took their daughter and in doing so, Babis said that Caroline had been quite forceful and almost thrown the baby. With this, he snapped and killed her. Although this doesn't really add up because Caroline was asleep in her bed when Babis chose to kill her. He went into the bedroom just after 4am and used a pillow to suffocate her. Babis went on to say that this had all happened because over the last few weeks and months, Caroline had been saying that she wasn't happy and that she was thinking of leaving. 
He added that he was apparently scared of Caroline because she was martial arts trained and could beat him up so he felt as though he had no choice but to get to her first. It's reported that Babas's controlling behaviour took the form of him putting a tracking app on Caroline's phone and that Caroline had started looking for an apartment in central Athens away from Babis. She had dreams of going to cooking school and she could do that if she moved to central Athens with her daughter Lydia. Despite all the evidence and Babis's confession, he actually denied that the crime he'd committed was murder and so the case went to trial. In May of 2022, Babis was found guilty of murder and sentenced to life in prison. He also got another sentence of over 11 years for killing Roxy the dog. The length of time Babis took to clean up and stage the crime scene, along with the time between the argument and him going up to the bedroom and killing Caroline, all pointed to planning and Babis being of a calm and sane mind. Custody of Lydia was granted to Caroline's parents and she now lives with them and has no contact with her father, Babis. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Rum. If you do the socials, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook at Red Rum True Crime.